Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Integrated Interventions Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler C., and today we are talking about work ethic here at Integrated. Joining us today for the conversation, we have Corey Kuheyana, Taryn Leach, and Julie Lane. Thank you all so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Absolutely. So, Taryn, as you are an individual who is constantly over at the farm, can you kind of uh, let the people know your job position and kind of what you do here at Integrated? Sure. So I'm Taryn. I am the coordinator of the farm, the hobby farm. But basically, I'm out at the farm daily making sure that the animals are taken care of. But more than that, making sure that the students and mentors are... Um, understanding their tasks and priorities at the farm and then accomplishing those tasks within reason. Yeah, yeah. So when a student first gets here, and this is kind of for the group, when a student first gets here, what does it look like um, to walk them through the process of building up work ethic or even like gauging where they are? When a student comes to the farm, I just automatically assume that they don't have any work ethic versus assuming that they have any. So if I start completely at nothing, then I can build it up to kind of what we want to see it as a community. Um, And at the farm, I like to consider the animals as that first foundation of building work ethic. I think when you're building work ethic, you have to understand that your responsibility is to the community and that's why you work as hard as you are. And so you have to build that community. And at the farm, the community starts with the animals. And so there's these innocents that can't do anything for themselves. Um, And so if the students aren't caring for them and looking after the animals, well, then those animals don't survive. Uh, The animals don't have a history with the students. And so there's no aspects to their relationship that might hold them back from building that relationship, that work ethic with the student. So then it's feeding the animals, taking care of the animals, and then you're building things in the shop because you then have to transfer that responsibility from an animal to another human. And so then you're working in the shop wherein that space is shared. Um, You're making sure that you're cleaning up after yourself, maybe cleaning up after other students. And then you're learning skills as you're learning to clean up after yourself and care for other animals. And I think that's the foundation of a work ethic is that responsibility to the community at large. Yeah, it's always interesting to see how a student may come out and think that they have work ethic and then they get to working for 30 minutes and then get told that they did something wrong. And then we try to push them to an hour and then try to push them to an hour and a half and, you know, continue to um, make that time go up and up and up and add those stressors. Um, how have you how, how have you all seen uh, students grow in that regards? I mean, I think what you're saying is true. People usually start out with a short amount of time at the farm, and then they build that time up to be hours to be more like a traditional work day. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when you see people succeeding and moving into the community is when they can have that consistent time at the farm, and they're consistently working a fairly maximum effort. Then they're going to go and start looking for community employment. Then we feel like they're ready to move into the community. And it's always exciting, too, to see students that go out to the farm and they can be totally against it, but they know that they have to make money and pay for their groceries, um, pay for laundry, and it's just um, it's their income when they get here until they get community-based employment. But to be um, dragging their feet to go out there, like, 
totally against working outside, working with their hands, working with tools, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm a customer service person. I need to be in an office environment and then watching the student grow, building confidence with their fine motor skills and just confidence with being outside in the, el- in the elements in general um, and watching their time uh, stretch out the more and more that they're out there and just like the pride in getting, you know, a paycheck and paying for their food. Yeah. I yeah. That- and even, even if they, uh, it's like the first time that a lot of our students, uh, whether they understand it or not, uh, are able to place a need over a want. Nobody wants to go out and work, um, doing things that they're not familiar with, or maybe they're familiar with, but, um, to be outside working, doing whatever task or project, uh, at first we have a lot of resistance sometimes when it comes to, uh, doing that consistently, but it's very awesome to watch somebody start to place needs above wants. And that's kind of really the, the big platform that we're, we're looking for is whether you desire to do that or not, that you're committed to the idea that that need needs to be taken care of. Um, and really it's the basis for accomplishing any therapy work, any schoolwork, any, any tasks that needs any sort of ambition or, uh, energy to be accomplished is developed in work ethic. Yeah, it was always interesting when I first started working here to hear, uh, Terry and Angela talk about work ethic and why it's so important. I'm at the very beginning stages. And like you said, it's because it translates into, uh, everything else. So going into here in Coeur d'Alene, we kind of have the, not issue, but the reality of cold weather versus our Texas location. They kind of can work at the ranch uh, year round. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about what working in the elements look like and how students have to be prepared for that? Yeah, Idaho definitely is a four-season state, and so there's definitely the rain and the snow and the cold. And, I mean, as soon as we get to the farm, we have to build a nice big fire. But I hear a lot of complaints of coming inside, I need to warm up, or um, it's wet outside. Do we really need to work on the farm today? And my answer is always yes. Yes, you do. Do you want to eat? Do you want that grocery money? Then, yes, you need to work out at the farm it's a it's weather it's not going to hurt you so you need to be prepared you need to wear multiple layers you need to keep layers in your car you need to be able to switch them out if they get wet or dirty and so it's just that um the fortitude it's that resilience that you're having to build in idaho i think that's interesting well so when i went down to texas it was almost like the polar opposite where you have to deal with that extreme heat sometime and be able and and here too in the summertime um, just like you said, being prepared. Do you have enough water on you um, or just something to put water in, uh, you know, as we have water out at the shop, you know, um, coming from the hose or wherever it might be maybe coming from in Texas. It's kind of the same way where it's just, you know, you think you are ready for that Texas heat and that humidity. Um, and then you get out there and you experience it. And that's one more stressor uh, that the students have to deal with, which is important because, they're going to be dealing with that at wherever they they work. Um, different things have to be ready for. But. This idea of being prepared 
to accommodate your needs. But I was thinking about the whole wants and needs thing like Corey was talking about. And it's pretty cool when you see a student at the farm have like that epiphany of being able to be like, okay, I have to work five hours at least to pay for my $50 of groceries. But I really want to be able to buy more food. And when you tell them, well, you can work as much as you want to, then they have that epiphany of, okay, well, my needs and my wants are kind of going together at this moment and I'm willing to work harder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And teaching people how to stretch out their time that will allow them to budget, um, for more money. I think that's also a concept that students sometimes don't grasp is that, you know, how much more they could earn if they just were to stay 15 minutes longer, 30 minutes longer, and how much that does add up at the end of the week. Well, it's crazy too, because it's the first real piece where you get to see spiral dynamics laid out. So if a student's coming in at a, uh, level two or a purple level where magical thinking is heavy of I'm just going to show up and I'll get paid to, to show up that's not the case and so then you know they realize they have to go out there and maybe they're like well I'm only going to go out there if I get this certain need met or if this happens first which they quickly find out is not the case which they hit blue quickly after of structure and they get to be like well I don't really want to go out there but I do need to feed myself and I'd like to choose what I'm going to eat so now I'm going to have to go out there I mean I go out for more than two or three hours you know in the in a couple of days but that'll get my needs met and then they hit that that point where they realize that meeting their needs also meets their desires and their wants of like oh i'm accomplishment driven at this point like i want to ambitiously work so i can have better things whether it's internet food social money any of those things and so really it's the first first level where a student gets to truly understand spiral dynamics in terms of the different levels it takes to that you have to go through to reach that. Um, and it's probably the most comprehensible uh, way to look at it when they first get in. Yeah, and I think that there, there's uh, that moment when, let's say, for example, a student has taking ad, taken advantage of their parents paying their cell phone bill or paying for internet or paying, you know, they're, they're, they've relied on their parents' money for so long that there's no accountability there. And then when that gets shut off, um, there's like two things that happen. There's this frustration that they, they have to now go work for themselves. But then you see this like almost like this switch turn on of feeling um, proud that they were able to buy their own groceries or pay their own cell phone bill, especially when they start to do it consistently. Being able to see a young person uh, consistently feel the pride of adulthood, um, even though it's more stress and it's there's more responsibility. Um, there's something definitely happens in the psyche, um, you know, when when pride comes into play. Yeah, I think it it just opens up the potential for freedom and independence that they can have from you know a lot of our students kind of struggle being underneath their parents' wing. They don't know how to get out of it they fight against it in different capacities. So this is definitely um, them learning to work on their own and get paid is a step in that direction. And then you see that light bulb moment kind of go off for them. So in the spirit of custom fit treatment, it's interesting to see that not every student is going to feel connected to what's going on at the farm. Um, Julie, how do we, you know, really individualize it for certain students? 
Yeah. So with a lot of our students, we, um, I mean, I wouldn't say a lot, but like we are a very custom fit program and often our students do not fit a mold. And sometimes it's really challenging to get students to partake in work ethic and, you know, it can take time and different strategies. And that's something that, um, we are willing to do with students. So when we have those cases of just really having a hard time getting students to get out there and get motivated, uh, we can do specialty projects that are kind of fit for the student just to be able to get, you know, their hands dirty and baby steps in that direction. Um, not everyone is just going to jump in and excel and embrace the farm. You know, we know that and we've seen that. Um, so like my position, so I'm program coordinator and also do marketing and outreach and work with students in their different homes and um, different aspects of the program. So it's can be easy with our team to, you know, set aside kind of custom fit um, projects for some of our more challenging students. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. If you're listening to this and you have more questions, feel free to reach out at info at integratedinterventionsllc.com. We'll talk to you next time.